What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com, the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. I'm here with Mike K. The Eagles just lost to the Dallas Cowboys, 27 to 20. They're four and five on the season now. Uh, they still have a chance at the division, like that's just the reality. But this is as low as they've been this season. They can't win two games in a row. All the problems they've had all year are still here. And at this point, we just have to accept that they're an average football team. Uh, I don't know if you can call them an average football. Team. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean maybe that's being generous because they don't even have a 500 record. So this is a team that really lacks not just an identity but an ability to put together a full game. I, I, this is it's amazing. It, 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 even when they win, it's not. It's you not. Don't, you don't feel great coming out of it. At, any of those wins. The only the uh, Giants, the Giants win. Giants. The Giants win would be the one. Um, you know, but it's weird because they're in every single game, so you can't completely dismiss Discount them. Yeah, right? dismiss them. That said, this team can't close. They and can't, they can't start. open. And they can't <laughs> open. They can't start. They can't stop. They... It's like a sandwich with stale bread. Like the the meat of the sandwich is fine, but the bread is stale. I talked to Jordan Hicks after the game, and he said he just he kind of like laughed or sighed to himself and just said, you know, if we could put it together. You know, the defense playing well in the first half, the offense playing well in the second half. If they could actually put together a full game, they could be really talented or really successful. Well, duh. Yeah. But it, but it's also one of those things where it, when's this going to happen? If it's not going to they're, – they're, we're, we're in week 10 right now. They're 2-3 and three at Lincoln Financial Field. That's, like, a, like, un, that's unheard of. Like, that just doesn't yeah, happen. But – at least in their winning seasons. Yeah, well, there's there's your there's your thing right there. Can we talk about like the main thing that like this game just really proved? Doug, P- I don't know if he, Doug Peterson lost his way. I don't know if it's Frank Reich and J- J- uh, John, John Di Filippo. I I don't know what it is. This team cannot script an opening set of plays to save their lives. To say that I mean this is this is they cannot. St- I think they've scored. How many touchdowns have they scored in the first quarter this season? I actually wrote that uh, in my story that I posted yeah. online. Keep talking and I'll Yeah, I'll you up. know, I'm just kind of at a loss because this team was so good at starting off I mean, games that, last D- Doug year. Doug is supposed to be, like, play calling is his thing. Like, even Zach right. Kurtz is like, I'm, I'm not going to second guess Doug. He's the best player caller I've ever played with. And fine, but the, the first, first, like, how do you, every week, those are the plays they practice and practice, like, the most, right? Right, yeah. That, you is that what a script? The, you script The rest is, plays. like, improvising or whatever. But Andy Reid was an incredible yeah. script guy. He would come in, and, and he would have 15 plays. You'd be up 14 to 3, and then you had the defense to close it during the really mm-hmm. good years. Now it's just kind of like oh, here, fine. this is like the reverse Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid didn't do well late in games when he had to adjust. Peterson's doing that. The problem is, is it's too late. I wrote that it, the Eagles took too long to find a rhythm in this game, and that seems to be the the, the case all the time. The one game when they started go, off yeah. strong was against the Colts. Yeah, and when you go three and out to start every game, that it's not a good recipe. So they've been outscored thirty-two to twenty-one in the first quarter. So three touchdowns. They've had three touchdowns, and I think two of them came in one game. No, not in the first. In the first quarter, yeah, I think they came in that Giants game, or the Colts game. The Colts game. The Colts game, yeah. And um, they also have only scored seven total points in the first quarter at home. I just think like, oh well, then 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 that wouldn't be the Colts game. It would be the oh, Giants true. game. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Good call. Um, but like. I mean that that's just 
I mean, you can diagnose a lot of their problems, but I mean, it starts at the beginning in a way. It's a very good place to start. Uh, it really. I mean, they, they went three and out today, I believe, right? Yes, they did. They asked Golden Tate. And it was Tate, weird play calls too. Yeah, they asked Golden Tate on his here. first play of the game to take a screen here, I'll, pass. I'll, I'll, I'll run through the three plays right here. First play, Carson Wentz pass short down the middle to the Zacherts for one yard. Second play, Josh Adams left end for no gain. Third play, Carson Wentz passed short left. It was a it was a screen pass to Golden Tate for seven yards. He was tacked, tackled by Demarcus Lawrence. Wasn't even really close to the so first down. The first two plays you can't really pinpoint because it's just a little bit. I mean, I don't have a problem running Josh Adams on second down. I don't know who his primary target was on the on the first and ten where he hit Ertz for one yard. The screen pass is clearly going to Golden Tate. Golden Tate's first play of the game, he caught a pass. And you're asking him to go nine yards on th- third and nine on his first play of the game. He's coming off the bet. I-, I just like where's that aggression that he used to have? Like there's well, there's not aggressive on those scripted plays. No, where he was aggressive, like I agreed with going for it. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the fir- what was it? It was it the first? No, it wasn't the first quarter. It what are you was talking about? the it was early in the game. Sorry, my brain is just scrambled a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's almost one a.m. at the link here. So <laughs> yeah, so. The second quarter, when he decided to go for it, they were at the Dallas 20. Josh Adams oh, yeah. up the middle for a minus three loss. It was weird. I'm, I'm cool with going for it, but that's, that's not ma- the call. But you don't that, – that's not the call right. I mean, I look, you you and I have advocated for Josh Adams the last two weeks. Still a really tough spot to put – He's not really a goal line back either. Right. I'd rather see, you Clement. know, Carson Wentz – or, or Carson if, if you're going to hand it off. But, yeah, Carson Wentz, run up, up the middle. middle. Like, like, do that screen pass that you love doing so much. Like, I, I don't – I never understand when coaches do that right up the middle, hand off to the running back where he, like it, – it's on it fourth just, down. It's like, proven enough to do it. And, yeah. and for me, the I, other – It's cool that they trust him because they should, and he looked like the best running back again. But the kick, they're getting really cute. With certain play calls, like the, okay, so final drive of the, well, second second to final drive of the game, the the third and two call to run a pitch, an outside pitch, to Corey Clement, he loses five yards on the play, sets up fourth and seven. Wentz and Ertz connect for a six-yard gain. If they don't run that pit, like, you run that up the middle. I mean, it, it kind of contradicts what we're talking about here. But in that situation, I'm cool with it if it's third and two and you know you're going to have four downs. Uh, or an extra down after that to get you, which, where you want to go. Look, there's going to be some excuses that come out of this game. And some of them are valid, some of them aren't. <laughs> the secondary is just a mash unit. I mean, it really, there is no, like, everyone's injured. Rasul Douglas... You know, we we've we've pumped him up and he said, "Hey, bad. he need playing time." He missed several tackles. The third and fifteen uh, to Michael Gallup towards in this in the second half on that touchdown drive in the second half, or sorry, in the second quarter. Um, I mean, he just he let Gallup get behind him on like a on a really short pass and well, we, he picked up 25 yards. You should say he was starting for Jalen Mills who was out, Sidney Jones is out. Ronald Darby hurt his knee on a non-contact injury in the third quarter. He was wearing a and brace on his right he knee. He almost immediately was declared out. So the fact that the combination of it being non-contact and being immediately declared out is just not a good sign. 
on top of the fact that they're already banged up at corner and they're about to play against one of the best passing offenses in the NFL in the Saints. But so he he went out and they started playing Shannon Sullivan the rest of the game. Like this is a dude who's on the practice squad. Two I actually ago. didn't think he was that terrible. Yeah, but, yeah. No, but I mean that. Like there's there's no world where they should be in that position when you have three cornerbacks injured. Like you have three cornerbacks injured like that. You, but you can't make injuries as an excuse. Doug wasn't doing that after the game. He he, yeah, keep, you can. he keeps saying every time they lose, he's like, we have to look ourselves in the mirror. And he said that every single time they've lost. And somebody asked him like, so you said that every time you guys have lost. Like so what so at this point in the season, like it is it fair to assume this is just what you guys are? He's like, well, if that's the case, then I guess we have to change who we are. Like it, it just seems like in week oh, in week ten, we're in week ten. Like you can't something has to yes, yeah, something has to change. But you're what, what's shaking so long? Like what are they doing? I I don't know. This team just I mean you could talk about Jim Schwartz's play calling too. I, I mean they they were doing a pretty they were holding the Cowboys to field goals every drive. Yeah, I mean a lot of the issues it took till the defense, second half and they wore down a bit. Yeah, a lot of the defensive struggles came from missed tackles. Um, I mean, the defensive line played pretty well. They, they slowed down the again. Line played really they well. slowed down again once it got to the fourth, but, I mean, Michael Bennett had two sacks. One of them, he wasn't, he wasn't like, I would have got a, I got a sack on the one he got because he was, yeah. there was no blockers there. Chris Long had a sack. Brandon Graham had a sack. Fletcher Cox was his typically dominant self. And then I think it, just the backs, I mean, we'll, we'll get into position by position, but the back seven was pretty inconsistent. Um... And I, everybody always wants to jump on the defense, but I still think this this team is four and five because of the offense. I think they're four and five because of their inability to put together games. When, like, so they've given up two uh, two 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 score leads. Two 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 two. Uh, yeah, the Panthers and the, uh, the Titans, Titans game. So. I mean, it's not all the offense, but I think this offense struggles, man, to score points, and it shouldn't. When you have the guy, Zach Ertz is having an all-world season. He had 14 I, catches for 130 yards tonight and oh. two touchdowns. But uh, it's just this offense just doesn't have energy. They don't play with energy anymore, man. Like they they didn't have a big play until that Nelson Aguilar throw was at late third quarter. 50-yard completion to Nelson Aguilar. That, that was the first time they've had a legit deep ball maybe this year. Like, Yeah, we've talked about it. I mean, And maybe gotta, Aguilar's that guy, but they aren't throwing it down well, the field. Like, they're, they're doing uh, this offense. Like, and Carson Wentz, here, maybe let's just let's get into the position by position now. We'll start with Carson. All right, cool. So, um, so we got a lot of flack on after our, either our most recent episode or after the last post-game pod because they, people thought we were a little too critical of Carson because he struggled to start, and then he got re- – I mean, we said he should be an MVP candidate, so I don't know if we were being too critical. But our point was, like, he was making a lot of his mistakes early in the game, and, and it kind of was – this offense was stagnant, and he wasn't helping. And that was, like, extrapolated over an entire half, really two and a half quarters today, where he just did not look good. Yeah, you know – He was missing guys. Um, I mean, the interception, uh, he, he – he, I Zach Ertz and Leighton Vanderish was just standing there. He didn't see him, and it was like it was like he was thrown to Vanderish, even though he, he it was like he was he had blind some kind of weird blindness where he couldn't see him. Like it it like there's a glitch in your Madden game. blindness. Like he appeared, like thing? he thought he appeared out of nowhere or something. It was it was just like an uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically bad Carson performance. He had like a hundred yards passing in the first half, one interception, no touchdowns. I believe he was like ten of. I don't even. It was like ten of eighteen or something in the first half. Um, 
And you can't just keep trying to, like Zachary said earlier this week, we're not a team that's built to like, he, he like basically admitted they're not a team that's built to have to come back all the time. They're a team that is better off having leads and trying to maintain them, even though that's probably not true based on the way they've played. But they have no excuse for not scoring in the first quarter with all the weapons they have, man. No, I, I completely agree with you. He took some unnecessary hits in this game. I thought the offensive line played Pretty relatively good. well, considering B, Big B. Vitae, yeah. He was blocking uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's one of yeah, the best he, pass rushers in the NFL. He did some really good Only work. two sacks. Right, only two sacks, and one of and them one was, was definitely... And one was Wentz's fault, and yeah, one was Jason Peters Carson, messing up. Right. One was definitely on Carson. Um, there were times where he looked skittish. Uh, he had two drives in this game that were Carson Wentz. That's a spicy meatball style uh, performance. He, that's the thing. His, his final he, stats look really good because he yeah. got like 200 yards in the fourth quarter. Pretty well, much. The, th- the thing is, is he'll have two drives where he looks like the best quarterback in the entire league. And then, you know, he'll have two he drives. He had 360 passing yards. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Well, and he completed more than 70% of his passes again. Like, like the final numbers don't illustrate how he played today. And is... I feel like a lot of, you know, we'll get flack for this episode too, I'm sure. But, because people will look at the numbers and they'll say, what do you want Carson to do? Well, I mean, score in the... Score finish drives. Finish drives, score with regularity. It's not enough to get to the red zone. you got to finish when you get there. Like. Right. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous that a team could have Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz, um, and not score as consistent. Mean, Golden Tate. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, but, I mean, the weapons are there. Yeah, you know, the weapons are there. Nelson Man, Zach, Aguilar's Zach better Ertz's than numbers are ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, Zachary. Fourteen look, of sixteen targets. Like that's insane. I, he wasn't there. He, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why Carson Wentz is completing over seventy percent of his passes? Because he's throwing it to Zach Ertz every time. Right. That is why. I I, I, th- I was thinking this this game. It seems like half of his catches every game too. He's like catching them just before they're about to hit the ground because he's getting. Th- but he just doesn't drop anything. And he like can ca- if you throw it in his area, he catches it. That's just. And mo- I mean, it's an amazing transition that he's made because earlier on in his career, he was dropping passes. He was making mental errors. Even earlier this year, he wasn't scoring, and now he's scoring. He has five touchdowns in the last five games. He does that where he'll like either start off. Really it's either fast yards or touchdowns. Yeah, or, yeah. He's yeah. a very interesting. But guy. his numbers this year are going to be like. I mean, it's going to be in a lost I mean, season maybe. But well, he already had the most t- uh, catches by a tight end in the first half of a season ever. So. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to go over pretty well now that he's got another 14 now. Right, so, wrapping up, Wentz, we were pretty disappointed in him. He was really good at the end, but, I mean, I don't, what'd you even grade him? I, I think I gave him a B- minus because I do think I, I think he, you know what? I mean, he brought them back into the game, but... Yeah, you know, it's... I, I, I might have given him the C plus, but B-, B- minus is probably... Yeah, good. I mean, I hovered kind of around It's kind of around that range, yeah. Um, but we were just talking about Ertz. Let, let's get into the pass, catcher, pass catchers. Yeah, sure. So, for a while, I mean... I don't even know if it was the receiver. Alshon had a bad drop early in the game. Yes. Like, it was in his hands, and he dropped it. Like, it was it was a tough play, but he should have caught it. I think that was in the first quarter. Um, um, then he had a clear touchdown, kind of overthrown by Wentz. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Nelson Aguilar, that deep pass, if he can be their deep threat, then they have everything they need in terms of pass catchers. Uh, I mean... Jordan Matthews continues to look like just a solid piece. Like, he catches stuff that's thrown to him. He was getting, making some big plays. Yeah, shout out to, like... Alshon didn't have his best night. That's the reality. But a lot of it was but, Wentz not being able to find him. But. but I thought the Cowboys did a really good job in coverage against him. I, You know, guys talk about the other team getting paid, too. I thought the Cowboys played relatively well in this game. 
they had some penalties that really hurt him. And then there were some mental errors. But they didn't turn the ball over. Ezekiel Elliott did what Ezekiel Elliott does, which is really impressive when you consider that the Eagles... <laughs> yeah, 151 yards. He hadn't been doing that this year. Right, but <laughs> you consider that the Eagles had only given up 50 yards to a rusher once this entire season, and then he just comes in and, and big boys them. And I just think, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where I'm trying not to get off, too off topic. Yeah, let's, but, let's focus. Let's stay like, on the pass catchers. But... but Right, let's stay on the pass catchers, but I'm just saying the Cowboys did a good job. Yeah, yeah, you're giving them credit, I get what you're saying. From a coverage standpoint, I thought they did pretty well. So, one guy we haven't mentioned yet is Golden Tate. I mentioned we'd talk about him. Um, Doug kind of implied this week that maybe don't jump the gun and assume he's going to... be careful. And that that clearly was the case. He didn't even start the game. Matthew started ahead of him. They had a package of plays for him, and when he went in there, it was almost obvious they were going to him some of the time, which kind of negated his effectiveness. He was their main punt returner, which probably isn't ideal for a guy in his first game with a new team. He's still learning the playbook, but they didn't really have any other options there. I don't know what they're going to do in the punt return going forward. So that's not as big of a deal of a lot of their other problems. But, I mean, it's not like he was bad, but they weren't targeting him and he didn't really play. I'm, I'm curious to see how many snaps he played. Yeah, I mean, and when he did play, like, you know, it's tough. You're asking this guy to, to come in and immediately impact the offense. I know everybody was super excited about what he could do for the offense, but it just, I mean, realistically, one guy's not going to make that much of a difference unless he's a quarterback. And, um, you know, it, it, a lot of people... You and I both kind of said, eh, I wonder if Doug's telling the truth by kind of like easing, hedging the bets on him. Maybe he's just trying to be strategic, whatever. Nope. Uh, they really didn't use him all that often, and I don't blame them on that. That's not a failure on their part. I, You know, you didn't trade a third-round pick just to... They, they didn't lose tonight because they didn't give to Golden Tate Correct. The, the lateral stuff, though, that was interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know what... Uh, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's go running backs. Let's go running backs. Okay. So they didn't, they, they were down the entire game, so they weren't going to run it that much. That's the reality. Right. But Josh Adams was almost obviously their number one running back tonight, right? Yeah. And he'll be the number one guy moving. He forward. had a 29 yard rush. That was longest rush of the season for the team. He's had, I think if he doesn't have the most, he's like right up there for the most 20 plus yard runs this season. He looked pretty good. He w- wasn't great, but I mean, he was his first like full workload. He had seven carries for 47 yards. That's pretty good. Uh, and I, I think you can feel pretty good about him being your lead guy. Yeah. And I think he's, he's shown a lot of maturity after a lot of these games. I spoke to him in the locker room. He's got a very good, uh, perspective on what he wants to get out of, you know, the first couple of plays and the drives and building momentum and stuff like that. He, he, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders and I think he's got a lot of talent. So we'll see where he goes from there. He was put in a really rough spot though on that that fourth and one. Yeah, in the he, second quarter. It shouldn't have been him. Clement, he 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 was running better, but I mean his final numbers look as bad as they have the last few weeks. Five carries, thirteen yards. Uh, he had one catch for negative five yards, which was a pretty key moment if I remember correctly. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, Corey Clement looked health like healthier. He, we, we we talked about it. I mean, I don't know how much he's banged up. He just looks like he's running better uh, nowadays. Wendell Smallwood. He was a little more phased out of the offense this week, which is probably the right move. Who Smallwood? Smallwood. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. two carries, four yards. Fine. Three catches, thirty yards. He's their pass catcher. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear he's their pass catching back. I thought Clement might have become that, but maybe he hasn't shown them enough in practice or something. I don't know. But, I think it's just very clear that I mean, the, the running backs yeah. weren't bad. They weren't great. 
they're yeah, not the reason why they won. They would have won, and they're not the reason why they did lose. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if anything, they were kind of a product of circumstance. Yeah. And um, I do find it very uh, disheartening that they really do not score on the run. The running game is just, you know, if you're one dimensional in the red zone, you're probably going to get stopped more often than not because teams know you're not going to run it consistently in the red zone. You know what I mean? So you're putting a lot of weight on Carson Wentz's shoulders. You're putting a lot of weight on the wide receiver's shoulders. You're putting the coverage unit in pretty good position because if you can get to the quarterback uh, from the defensive line perspective, I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. We we meant... So the running game wasn't great. It was fine, as we said. But, I mean, that kind of ties in a little bit to the offensive line. On On that one yard run on fourth down... The offensive line weren't holding their blocks, and they kind of got to Josh Adams right away. He was it, it wasn't necessarily his fault. Correct. Uh, and the offensive line was didn't do a great job on that. But overall, they played pretty well. I didn't notice Vitai messing up really too bad, which is usually the sign of Halapuli Vati Vitai game is him messing up. Especially he goes when he plays, he has to play the best pass rushers in the league a lot of the time. Um, they only had two sacks. They had five quarterback hits. I mean, you have to be pretty okay, especially with Lane Johnson not playing. Jason Peters banged up. Jason Peters was out there, like, leading a charge a few times, like Jason Peters of old. Uh, you didn't hear Jason Kelsey or Brandon Brooks' name like we never do because they're the most consistent offensive linemen, like, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you come out of that feeling pretty good. Considering that's been one of their weaknesses this season, I think you feel pretty good about that. Yeah, you know, I think this offensive line's fine. I, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're great. I think they're fine as an overall unit. And for me, they're not the problem. They aren't the they aren't the issue. Uh, there's so many other issues with this offense, um, and I think they've kind of put it together uh, over the last couple of weeks, as far as the offensive line continuity and stuff like that. They're they're keeping Carson a little bit more clean in the pocket. But you know, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, we mentioned it earlier. I thought the defensive line played pretty well, uh, especially early on. Mike Bennett, What I mean, he's like the one acquisition, non-draft-wise, that I think's really been a boom for this Eagles team. He might, he's probably been like their third, fourth best defensive player this season, if yeah, after Fletcher and Malcolm Jenkins, probably. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, it's, uh, in terms of consistency and level of impact when he makes his plays, like... We were calling him the first half... Uh, MVP, you know, he like, still gets most of his production in the first half, but he he was he was playing well in the second yeah, half. Yeah, that third quarter sack on yeah. Dak Prescott he lit him up. gave yeah gave them some momentum. He had four hits. I mean, it's he's a guy that I think has performed very very well, um, and that's been tough because you have so many veterans in there that look like they've kind of lost a step, like Brandon Graham and. Oh, not had a tackle for loss tonight. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, but overall, <laughs> I don't even I remember that they, happening. <laughs> I thought they did pretty well. There were some run issues but I put that a lot on the linebackers because there were times where linebackers had them dead to rights and they would just break tackles or they would take them for some extra yardage I thought the linebackers didn't play very well um in coverage I didn't think they played particularly well against the run um probably didn't help that their safeties were basically interchangeable and keep constantly moving Jordan Hicks said that there's no excuse for it but they did not have a good performance. When you talk about the secondary, 
we touched on it earlier. It seems like everybody's banged up in that secondary. Like Malcolm Jenkins is the only durable one, and Malcolm Jenkins surrounded by a bunch of you know third stringers is probably not ideal. Uh, as good as he is at times, um, or great as he is at times. Uh, Shandon Sullivan getting some playing time. Trey Sullivan getting some playing time. Trey Sullivan had a, he got the, oh, fo- yeah, the football yeah. version of a posterization when he just like froze. It was like, he looked real. He just like, Ezekiel Elliott was running at him. It was like in slow mode. And he like just, he froze. Like I've never, you've probably seen it, but you should look it up. Like he froze. Ezekiel Elliott just jumped over him. And like, I, I, I joked that he, Trey Sullivan just retired after that play, yeah. like because he can't come back. Like it was bad, and that was just from there. Zeke just like took off like that. That almost was like the launching off point for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weirdly, because he launched into the air, but uh, and you know, Trey Sullivan credit to him. He answered questions about it. Did for he? Several minutes, yes. And he acknowledged that play in particular. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what did he say happened? No, he just said, you know, it's just a play I kind of want back. Uh, I don't recall the entire quote. Off yeah, the top yeah. Of my head, but it was just, he was like, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> He's aware, yeah. Yeah, we, we get it. So um, we haven't talked that much about the linebackers. Um, they've kind of been non-existent for a few weeks. Jordan Hicks hasn't really, I don't, I don't know the last time he made a big play. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Um, it's kind of been under the radar. I yeah. mean, the linebackers aren't a big part of this defense, but, like, they, they you need them. If somebody's making plays, it should be them. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I think Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham both didn't play all that well in coverage. I think, for you know, Camus uh, had a, a near interception, uh, kind of bobbled. He's got a hand issue or a, th- or a, a uh, that thumb was a, issue. It's, it was bad, like, and it almost was made worse by the way he dropped it. it he like yeah. whoa, 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 and then he went out of bounds and didn't get it. Like, yeah, it's like it was he, bad. It's like when you see like young kids play volleyball basically by themselves. It's just kind of like, burr, burr. Um, yeah. I mean that it almost, if not a pick six, it would have put them like within the ten yard line. Like, yeah, he. And then they got a first down like the next play. Like it was, yeah, that, that was bad. It's just it, it's frustrating because they don't get those many of those opportunities this season. You can tell how frustrating it is for for the defense because they feel like they have a really good unit. They're just not able to create turnovers, and that's. You know, that's the name of the game in this NFL when teams are throwing 40 to 50 times a game, and you have to... I mean, they I believe they only have four interceptions on the season, I want to say. Sounds so, about right. So, like, you know, when Carson's... When, when you're stopping teams from scoring touchdowns after interceptions by your offense, uh, you know, you should be winning these games. I mean, the, the, the Eagles have had 13 turnovers... And the defense has only given up 31 points. Like that's that's pretty impressive. Still, I mean, I, you've got to be able to take it back for for your offense, and the Eagles just don't do that consistently enough. Um, let's talk about the decision to move Avante Maddox to nickel and use Trey Sullivan. I don't know uh, if they really had a choice. Corey Graham. All the, see, we, I brought up that choice in. Uh, earlier in the week, I did a kind of a, a grouping of what they could do. They didn't even put LeBlanc out there. Like it was. Well, I told you, I didn't think he was. There was no way he was going to be ready or good enough to play right away, and I, that was pretty obvious. Right, but when you're moving a guy who's excelled at free safety in in to nickel, and you've got Corey Graham, who just he he has really lost a step. He does not look good. Um. He even kind of mentioned 
earlier in the week that he was more comfortable playing strong safety and you got him playing single high. That's rough. Trey Sullivan in there who's never played serious snaps. You're just putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I mean, I guess you were damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't think it would have done much if LeBlanc was in there. Oh, no, I, I don't I don't think so either, but I think there were other solutions than moving what, a though? guy who... What? What other solutions? I mean, I'd rather have Trey Sullivan playing nickel than playing... High. And he hasn't played nickel at all since he's been in the NFL. And I he mean, hasn't he really hasn't it. played free safety either, though. I mean, He's the, played safety. He hasn't played any cornerback since he stepped on a just, NFL field. I just don't think you hurt yourself in one area to kind of... Well, then they would have been hurt at the slot still. Like, it w- wouldn't have helped them. I mean... Maddox did pretty well in the slot for them tonight. Yeah, I thought he did fine, but I thought the safeties were Moving terrible. Trace, make, starting Trey Sullivan at nickel cornerback would not have helped. I, I don't know. I just, like, I don't think it was advantageous. That's all I'm saying. I'm, all I'm, but you, you're saying it like there's a, there was another option, though. I'm trying oh, to no, figure I'm out not what there saying, was. I'm not saying that there it was, like, an, a perfect option. I'm just saying I wouldn't have done it. That was That's all I'm saying. What would you have done, though? I probably, <laughs> excuse me, I probably would have moved Malcolm Jenkins to, to nickel and had... Graham, well, Graham and Maddox start at right. safety. And I would have had Graham be the strong safety because he straight up said, hey, I'm more comfortable yeah. playing this. It's the role he played whenever Malcolm Jenkins moved around last year. That, to me, makes sense. So, I mean, I think that's the logical move. Then again, you know, do you want Jenkins, who's not that quick, on Cole Beasley? You know, I, I think you were damned if you do, damned if you don't. But just from my perspective. I mean, the, the fact that these are their best options is just says everything right now. You but. just put so much on this kid. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much. And to have him move around and then communicate and do all, it's just a lot. I agree. Special teams. Let, let's run through that real quick. So, Jake Elliott, he, maybe he's getting back to being his old self. He made a 56-yard field goal. It would mm-hmm. look good. Cameron Johnson did not look great, uh, at least his first punt. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still he got that he got that yeah, Australian landed bounce. Te- technically landed inside the twenty, but it yeah, was, both of his punts inside the twenty. But he's had quietly having a really good year. Re- yeah, returns or were whatever. There wasn't anything to talk about there really. But the, yeah, I mean, Golden Tate uses the punt return. Yeah, I mean, he was whatever. Yeah, he was I mean, whatever. I mean, DeAndre Carter was more productive, but I mean that, like we said, like that ship sailed. It didn't it? Didn't. They didn't lose because of not having Deontay Carter. Like, right. So they it was play calling. Yeah. It was Wentz. It was all the other stuff we talked about. The defense not being able to hold things down. But, yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry. I'm losing my voice, it sounds like. Uh, but, so the Eagles are 4-5. and five. The Cowboys are 4-5. and five. The Redskins are 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are going to New Orleans to play the Saints. I'm not sure who the Cowboys and uh, Redskins are playing coming up. But the, from when I researched this a couple weeks ago, their schedules were easier than the Eagles. Top well, yeah, to bottom. that's what happens when you, <laughs> the rest when of the you win the division. Yeah. And you gotta... So, not only do they need, the Eagles need to win most of their games the rest of the way, they need the Redskins to lose most of their games the rest of the way. The, the Eagles aren't making the playoffs as a wild card team. Like, that's obvious. Yeah, this like is... You, what, what, what did we say? They needed to go at least 4-2 and two in the division? Yeah. So they well, already got one of those losses now? Yes, yeah, so they got At home to the Cowboys? Like, you can't lose at home in the division. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, they're dire straits, man. Dire straits. I don't know if they're dire straits yet, but they lose to New Orleans, which seem, like, seems, seems like, like a very... The NFL's weird, so who the hell knows? Right, right, right exactly. If like, they beat the Saints next week, maybe, all right, they're winning the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, <laughs> this team has struggled to put two together back-to-back, but there have been times where they've been able to rustle. I mean, you never know. I mean, They have to have their best game of the season. Seattle almost beat the, Ra- the Ram... I mean, it... 
They have to have their best game of the season if they're if they're winning on Pretty Sunday. Pretty much. I mean, I think the Saints are winning the Super Bowl, or yeah. at least getting to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. So it's going to be a tough challenge. There's no doubt about it. We'll we'll preview it a little bit more later in the week. Um, but where I, where do you stand on this team? Like, give me give me your short summary of like where where do you think this team is at right now? Uh, they're in a bad place right now. I think. I don't think the locker room's splintering, but I I'm a little concerned the way they talk after these losses. And you know you have some guys in the in, during the week who not directly have been complaining about their role, but have kind of like hinted that they don't love their role. And they, they just didn't have this last year. Like I, just something's off about this team. Their offense doesn't finish drives. Their defense plays well for spurts, but when they by the end of the game they're worn out and they they give up big plays. And I don't. I don't see this team making the playoffs as I see here right now. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think this is an 8-8 eight and eight team. You know, that's what happens when you exchange losses and wins like they are doing. Um, I do think losing Frank Reich and DiFilippo really had some effect. You can't say it didn't. Because they're the only two things. Really. I think it had a lot of. I think it's we're almost un, uh, people are almost underselling how big of an impact. It I had. mean, you look at what he's doing with Andrew Luck and, and Filippo's doing a great job with Kirk Cousins too. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where a good good head coaches hire really good assistants, and that's what Doug Peterson did when he first got here. It's how he's evolved. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl hangover, you're going to lose guys um, to better jobs, but this just was not. This has just not gone the way the Eagles needed it to go. And this roster's beaten up. It's banged up. It's old. It's feeling kind of old, right? I mean, like old guys in key spots and then really young guys in key spots. The guys who shouldn't be playing young. <laughs> right. I, I wonder if uh, <clears throat> they make Mike grow us, in quotes, scapegoat at the end of the season. Like he, I don't know how much impact he has on this. I just don't think he has any impact on it. And I think Doug needs to bring in a guy who he – trust in the words he's telling him like he, that has his ear yeah and i don't I, think mike Rowe is I, that guy i kind of agree with that i think i don't necessarily think they need to but i don't know i, th- I think they need to bring in somebody at the least if you don't fire grow or you re, re reassign them back to receivers or something i'm curious to see what happens with jim schwartz because you know i don't think the units played poorly i think schwartz gets a lot more disdain than he probably deserves they still have one of the best scoring defenses in the nfl i mean they gave right. up 27 tonight but before that they were top 5 right and, and and again they are not giving up points off turnovers which is kind of, i mean it's an impressive stat they're also a really good run defense this night notwithstanding um but yeah it wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if Corey Udlin was a guy that that kind of felt the 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 wrath of this uh season um you know they're not making the key plays on special teams that they were a couple of years ago but overall all I'll say is this team lacks an identity and teams that lack identities lose I think that's a good place to to kind of cut us off the team with no give identity them, give them your spiel <laughs> all right <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. I know this was a tough loss. We hope you still keep on listening, even if as the Eagles fall into oblivion this season. I'm just kidding. It's not that. It's not that dire. Not, yeah, they still have a chance. Um, yeah. I remember so they won a Super Bowl too. <laughs> you know. That's wait. They did. Yeah, they did. Go figure. Right. It feels like a million years ago. <laughs> Man, this doesn't feel like the same. it's crazy. Okay. So yeah. You know, as, as always, you know, we didn't get as many comments this week, but leave us comments. We'll we'll read them on the air. 
Uh, follow us on all the, the the apps or subscribe, I should say. We're on iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.